RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing this week? Listen, man, listen, I am doing grand, better than grand. I just, I want to, I just got back from California and all I can say is officially no more parties in LA, no more parties in LA. I, as much as I enjoy as much as I appreciate no more parties in L.A. I'm lying. Somebody next time somebody calls me, you always go to a party in L.A. L.A. is popping, popping. I had so much fun the last couple of days. So uh, here's here's a deal. I get a call from my guy, Jeff, at the brand amp and the brand amp is a uh, a media relations group a PR firm that works with companies inside the motorcycle industry that have products bikes and what have you blah 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 and what they do is they connect the manufacturer with the motor journalist the public public relations is what they do so uh, my man Jeff Gives me a shout and says, yo, do you want to come to L.A.? Of course. Of course. So Cardo and a lot of you riders may may know uh, Cardo, the Cardo brand, Cardo, the Cardo Scala Rider, which is, uh, you know, communication system for riders. Uh, They they invented mesh technology which allows for uh, a group of riders that once you're synced in. All right. So real quick, real quick. So Bluetooth technology uh, is, is cool. It works for, you know, like one to one, maybe two, four, maybe five. But the more people that are involved in a Bluetooth group, the weaker the signal gets, um, and then you kind of have to worry about like if somebody falls out of the group or somebody goes out of range, kind of have to resync and reconnect. Mesh technology eliminates that. So it's basically mesh technology is like you can have like a group of like five riders um, and then one can, you know, say one of them, one of the riders falls back, goes ahead or whatever, breaks off for whatever reason. The signal, the mesh technology allows for when that rider returns to the group, they're automatically they automatically rejoin the group. Um, and so that's just a dope, dope technology that Cardo uh developed and brought to market and their product the new product that they just dropped was the pack talk bold yo and you know mesh technology is cool being able to communicate with your riders when you're in a group or even when you're solo but you want you know audio if you listen to music if you listen to if you if you are one of those riders that takes calls or makes calls while you're on your commute or on a ride or whatever um or if you're getting directions uh, from your smartphone, you know, and it plays audibly. Those are all uh, great, great uh, reasons to utilize a, a car, uh, you know, a, a communication system in your helmet. But this is where Cardo stepped the game up. Their new Pack Talk Bold is virtually a hands free unit. Once you're set up, once you're set up, their 
development of the voice recognition, activation, technology is right now the most advanced on the market in, in, in terms of what is available to motorcyclists and motorcycle helmet communication systems. Um, so the brand AMP was putting together a ride of, for journalists to come out to Cali, L.A., stayed in Venice, Hotel Irwin. It's proper. Shout out. It's a good look. Um, and we got to ride in the hills, Maholland and, you know, all Maholland Drive and, and all through the canyons, through Malibu County and what have you. It was just a beautiful, beautiful situation. If you check out my Instagram, you'll see some of the images. Um, it's, you know, it was a good time. But more importantly, the product is bomb. The product is legit. The Pack Talk Bowl, once we got set up, we got paired and synced to the group, the group, we got linked up as a group, as a riding group, and then had it synced, paired with my phone. I didn't have to touch the unit, only to turn it on and to turn it off. But other than that, the voice command is was so advanced and so on point. I, I'm going to say, hands down, officially, the Cardo Pack Talk Bold is Black Moses approved. There it is. There it is. I said it. I said it. Black Moses approved. It's a good, good look. It's a great unit. Um, it's a little bit, you know, they, they, the thing that could be better, the thing that could be better is the size because it does, it's considerable when you're looking at your helmet and the, the amount of real estate that the unit takes. It's not a lot of real estate, but it could be less. The footprint that it has on your helmet it could be less, but I understand that, in my opinion, I think within the next two years, they will be able to make a singular unit half the size of what it is now. I believe they're probably already working on it, but there's a lot of technology. It's a, it's a small price to pay, small price to pay for the amount of technology. And uh, what can I say? Got to go to L.A., one of my favorite cities in the world, and ride around the hills uh, with a great group of riders and a great group of people and, you know, ride motorcycles and shout out to, you know, as I, you know, shout out to Jeff, shout out to everybody at the brand amp, uh, that helped your boy out. They provided a motorcycle. Shout out to Indian, uh, got to roll around on the new FTR 1200. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at the bike at all. Um, if you guys haven't checked that bike out, you might want to check it out. It's a fun, it's a fun bike. It's a fun bike. Super cool. Um, easy to ride. And uh, I'll be doing a review, not just on the Cardo Pat Talk Bold, but also on the FTR 1200 in an upcoming issue of Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. So make sure you check that out. www sportbikesincmag.com and also you can check out the feed which is kind of like an every other day update of industry news and buzz and what have you so uh yeah we're going to keep it popping going to keep it popping listen listen man listen the pikes peak international hill climb is this weekend and my brother Rennie is doing the damn thing Rennie you know, you shouldn't be listening because you should be getting your head right and doing your thing. But when you next week, when we talk about it, when we talk about it, I want you to know that, you know, my thoughts are with you. Um, I'm rooting for you, bro. Get out there. Have fun. Go fast. 
make history. Holla at your boy. You guys remember my bro, Rennie Skaysbrook, who was on the show a couple of episodes back, and we actually talked about the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. That is this weekend. Rennie is racing it. I'm sure you'll be able to check updates all over the internet, The you know, and, and, and see, obviously go to the Pike Peak International Hill Climb website. I'm sure that they'll have race results and you, there'll be footage and clips and all types of updates on the Twitter, the Facebook and the IG, the whole nine. So please, you know, and everybody else that's racing, everybody else that's racing. Um, there's some really cool things. My boy, Corey, Corey West is racing with a zero motorcycle in their, in their specific class. Uh, you know, they develop an amazing, amazing package. And I hope that Corey, uh, gets out there and does his thing and has fun and goes fast, makes history <laughs> and has a great time. Shout out to Corey West and my homegirl, Patricia Fernandez. Uh, <laughs> I know she's out there supporting her man as well. And to my team at Ducati, um, you know, whoa, you know, with that new that new Street Fighter V4. Oh, my goodness. The results are already in as far as practice. And, you know, they're they're putting in some hot laps, you know, making records, making history, um, going fast and having fun. So Pikes Peak International Hill Climb is popping this weekend. We have MotoGP this weekend. Uh, we're at the cathedral, I believe. Shout out to my boy BT, who holds me down on all things MotoGP. Um, you can check out his monthly column in the pages of Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. Make sure that you go there, check that out. Give love, dub, 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 sportbikesincmag.com. You know, it's a good look. More importantly, more importantly, I want to wish, I want to wish my son, my son Bubba turns eight today and he is a funny, a happy, a generous, a kind. He's an amazing, amazing human being and he's handsome. He's a good looking dude. He's a chip off. He's like, he's a light skinned version of me the son of black moses he's a light-skinned version of me and he's eight years old today and i love him and bubby daddy loves you happy birthday my guy happy birthday so excited can't wait to celebrate with you i love you son i love you welcome to life in the fast lane y'all let's ride My guest this week will be competing at this year's Paint the Quarter Pink to raise money for bikers against breast cancer at the WPGC Bike Fest, July 26th through the 28th. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, drag racer, Lakasha Curry. I am wonderful in yourself. I am doing grand. Black Moses is doing grand. What's going on with you, uh, Miss, Miss, I'm sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Curry. It's, it's Curry, right? Yes, it is. And I want to give you your propers and congratulations on the recent nuptials. You know, it's been, well, it was a year ago, right? Uh, eight months and counting. Almost. Almost. No, eight, 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 close. eight months is longer than six months, which is. <laughs> Past the halfway point, so 
you know, yeah, it's all it. good. How's great. the husband? How's he doing? All right. Uh, up until last night, he was great. I mean, uh, up to last night, what happened last night? His bike is being really weird, and we have a race tomorrow. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, and you're racing where? Where are you racing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, we're going to be racing at Atco Dragway over in Atco, New Jersey. Okay, okay. Tell the listeners of Life in the Fast. First and foremost, welcome to Life in the Fast Lane. You know, I appreciate you spending some time with your boy today to talk about all things two wheels, particularly drag racing, you know. But, um, so welcome. Tell the people who your husband is and, 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 and who you are and, uh, what you do and how you do it. And then we'll get into some of the, uh, specifics as they say. Okay. Well, I am Lakasha Curry. Uh, as you stated, I, we got married in November. My husband is Lawrence Curry. Um, yeah, what's good, man? What's good? He is really, really wonderful. I have been riding a motorcycle since 2006. Um, I started on a Kawasaki ZZR 600. Um, I now ride a, a 2008 Hayabusa. Um, a few years ago, I got hurt on a job that I was working at. So I can't street ride that much anymore. After about 15 minutes or so, my hand goes numb. So it's pretty uncomfortable. So I've kind of been living, you know, my motorcycle life 10 seconds at a time at the drag strip. Uh, that's, that's, um, I, I see what you, I like that little, you know, tagline. I live my motorcycle life 10 seconds at a time. I see you. I see you. Okay. But wait. <laughs> Before we go any further, before we get into it, into it, you and I met. Wow, where were we? Were you? You were a member of a club in Philly, correct? Correct. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, the Sassy Lady Riders. That is correct. See, I know. See, my brain's still working. Black Moses still knows the thing too. And yes. that was what we taking it back to. Like, was that oh eight oh nine? It was definitely like oh nine for sure. And the Sassy Lady Riders was, it, as far as I'm concerned, one of the more popular female motorcycle clubs in the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding area. You guys had just, you know, a great group of ladies that rode and as, as you know, you guys were sassy, but you were classy at the same damn time. So Thank I you always so appreciate it. <laughs> I always appreciated the love that you guys gave me. Uh, and show to me. So, you know, I, I missed, I miss, uh, I missed how the club scene, and that's, a, that's a topic that's been relevant on Life in the Fast Lane. You know, we've been talking uh, in prior episodes with guests. We've been talking with guests from the area, from the Philly region. We've been talking about how things just aren't the same as they used to be on the set and in the club community. But, you know, things change. People grow and, you know, and you turn the page and you keep it moving. So, but what are your thoughts on that? What do you, you know, what are your thoughts on how the club scene is now? I mean, I started in the club scene and people enjoyed riding. People enjoyed getting on their bikes, um, going out, traveling, which was the, the highlight for me of the motorcycle community. Not only the camaraderie, the brotherhood, the sisterhood that was there, but just the actual ability to get on your bike and, you know, go and ride. Uh, for me, I, you know, I like the opportunity to ride in a group and be with a lot of people, but also have that time. Like, it's just me. It's me yeah. and my motorcycle and my music out there. And then when we stop and we get into a group, we fellowship and we have a good time. Um, it's changed. Um, Things done changed. It's that's 
<laughs> it ain't the same. It ain't the it's same. It's political in the motorcycle community. You know what? Pause, pause. I like how you said that. It's political. That, you know what? If you don't mind, I might have the Black Moses is going to borrow that description of the current atmosphere and climate of the community. It's mm-hmm. political because that says so much without throwing shade, without shots fired. without mud being slung because we don't do that on Life in the Fast thing. We keep it positive. Uh, But real rap, it's political. That says a lot. That says a lot. Woo, you just dropped a jewel on your boy. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's what we're here for. So so listen, so let's get into, uh, you know, so that, and wait, you were, you're a college boy for recalling, if I'm not mistaken, your club, your riding name was unique, Correct. That is correct. Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. Okay. Okay. Now, how did you come up? How did that come about? Why? Why unique? Um, I am. My mama always told me I was special. Mm. (laughs) Can't argue with mama. I I don't know if it was was good or not. My grandma always told me my birthday's on Halloween, so she was like, you know, that explains everything that's wrong with you. Okay, Um, and everything that's right with you at the same damn time. See, so, that positive spin on it. Definitely. So, I mean, being as I found myself unique because I, you know, I go out and I ride. I learned to ride with a group of individuals who were absolute psychos. Okay. Um, so, a lot of times people will remember me from the street riding that I used to do mm-hmm. when I would be out there and acting an ape like everybody else because it was like, you know, you're going to keep up or they're going to leave you. And, um, they took me out and we went to Wildwood. First time on the bike, uh, you know, such a long ride by myself. And they're like, okay, come on, you know, we want you to ride with us. And, I, I'm and was this a club ride. at the time or was it just a group of riders? Just a group of riders from Jersey. Okay. And um, I pulled up and it's all of the guys that like I know like are fast. They're like really good. They've been riding forever. They all had, you know, R1s and stuff. And I come on my little 600. I said, uh uh-uh. uh, I'm a backpack today. Y'all not, uh uh-uh. uh, y'all not leaving me. Wow. Oh, you got to do it. Let's go. So all the way down to Wildwood, yeah, they worked with me. They kept, they had to pull over and wait for me and but you you did know, it, had though. to feed me on. But we got the Wildwood. We get the Wildwood. We hung out. So we're going to leave Wildwood and we're going to Atlantic City. They said, listen, we're not riding to Atlantic City like we rode the Wildwood. So they said, you're going to go in front. We're going to go behind you and we're going to push you if, you know, you start to fall behind. So that way, you know, to speed back up. Man, that was the best ride I've ever had in my life. Wow. I don't think I've ever been left since. It changed the whole dynamic from, you know, being out there and I was so, you know, in my mind over myself, like, oh, my God, I can't do this. You know, I'm, you know, I thinking I'm going to, you know, something's going to happen. I'm going to be going too fast and, you know, trying to keep up with people who I know are faster than me or have a better ability. Right. Whereas going from a a Wildwood to Atlantic City, they were like, come on, we're going to we're going to go at your pace. We're going to push you to go a little faster or do a little bit better. But we're going to be patient with you. And I've, I've done I've elevated from there. And a lot of times we've raised. And, you know, rode different places. And it was just a really, really good time. You know, what's great about that is, you know, a lot of people don't understand that not everybody, not everybody, some people are, but not everybody is just born fast and that there is a process and that 
when you get out there and you surround yourself with the right type of riders, if you're in the right environment and around the right group of people, the right group of souls and human beings, and you share a passion, they're going to want you. They're going to want to inspire you and help you help bring that passion forward. So that's dope that they it wasn't like, hey, you you know, you you a little bit slow. Take your time. They were like, look, we gonna, the fact that you said that they're going to work, they worked with you. They wanted to bring out the best you that was there. And I see that's a lot of things. A lot of people y'all listen to life in the fast lane. Just 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 comprehend that it's always about the experience and it's about the people that you experience these things with. You can have a good situation, be great, or you can have an okay situation get worse. So from what you just told me, that's like that was a good situation that became great. And you got that a chance to push. You dig? What were you going to say? What were you going to say? The group that I rode with, they even um even prior to me getting a bike, um they encouraged me to take the motorcycle safety course. Wow. Are you still in touch with any of those riders? A few. Okay. Any shout outs you want to give? Any 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 quick whoop whoops? Nope. Fair enough. Moving on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> she said nope. <laughs> but it's interesting though because you you know that concept of picking up your game of of taking it to the next level. Now we talk about speed. You know, you went from what you said your little six hundred. Now you're rolling on your Busa, and you're a, you're an athlete. You know, do you consider yourself an athlete? I consider myself an a, a athlete. You know, this is a sport. Absolutely. I mean, I might not. I can't run a quarter mile. I can't run an eighth mile. I can barely run a 60 feet. But I can get on my motorcycle and I can tell you, you know, I can get there. Right. Now, what Um, now? People go out and they they choose to do basketball. They choose to do baseball. I choose motorcycling. And and that's, you know, again, key. That's clutch that, you know, being being an athlete and comprehending that it is a sport, you know, that puts a different dynamic on it. You know, a lot of people are still out there in the streets and, you know, and shout out to, to the street racers. You know, if you, if you're doing what you got to do because you got to do what you got to do, I can dig it. But what I can dig even more is when you, you know, you, you take a walk over to the track and you decide to, you know, what become official, uh-huh. official, official, the real deal. And that's what you're, that's where you are right now. What was that moment when you what was the first time that you got on the track and said you know what this is where the butter is what was that like for you where was it and what was it like for you my very first time on the track we were at cecil county uh that's in maryland i think it's northeast maryland uh we go there they have a test and tune on wednesdays and fridays um scared to death um i had the red and black uh, Hayabusa at the time, 2006, and um, went down with Lawrence. It was September 2012. <laughs> <laughs> My very first pass down this track, it was like 12.97 seconds at 93 miles per hour. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was amazing. I was really happy and excited and nervous at the same time. I'm like, wait, no, I'm not ready. I'm, you know, only thing, I, and to this day, the one thing that only scares me is flipping the bike. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, when you take off and, 
you know, just give it gas and go. It's like that's my biggest fear is, is flipping the bike. Um, I've seen, you know, I watch YouTube and different races. This past weekend at the uh, XDA race at the Maryland International Raceway, there was a, a, a guy who, who flipped his bike and he's in a pro class and it was things happen in a second. So um, that very first pass for me, I was really, really nervous. I was sweating. I was it was new to me to have these hot leathers on. I street ride I do, in a T-shirt and some jeans. I'm out here in <laughs> full leathers and a helmet and gloves and boots, hot and sweating. And I'm like, okay, I don't know about this. It's not uncomfortable. But I but you're, but you were there. an athlete, though. You were an athlete now. I'm, I'm an athlete now. I'm in it. Put those but leathers on. Put my leathers on. I go down there and turn the lights on. And what Lawrence coached me through it, he's like, you know what, babe, just get on there and you just go. Just like you're merging onto the highway, you just go. You cross the finish line, slow down, come off the track. They're going to give you your ticket. You you bring it back and I'll explain it to you. Mm. And it, it's been on from there. I think we made, I think I made 10 passes that night. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, when you first started, Lawrence was there with you, right? Yes, he was. Now, were you air shifting or were you regular shifting? Nope. It was my regular everyday bike. It okay. shifted just like I was riding on the highway. And is now is that, do you still regular shift? Um, I've, now I have a, uh, I have an air shifter on the bike now. Okay. But in Lawrence's coaching, um, Lawrence took me through learning how to drag race step by step. I went out there with my bike, no modifications, nothing done to it. Um, just go and go down the track, come back, go down the track and come back as it is. And as I learned, um, you know, mastered some of the things that he showed me, he showed me different things. Um, the first thing I had to get was, um, you know, as I started going faster, you know, you worry about the bike like William and things like that. Um, they have a modification which will lower the front of the bike. It's just a strap that ties the triple trees down. And hold it down so the front of the bike doesn't wilt. So that was the first thing I got. Okay. Um, Lawrence told me I couldn't have an air shifter until, you know, I mastered shifting manually, you know, regular shifting. That you makes know, sense. And everything he said, because, you know, one day we might be in competition and your shifter break. You know, you don't want your day to end just because you, you don't know, you know, how to shift without right. it. Right. So. At some point, you know, I finally managed to get an air shifter on the bike. He gave me the air shifter. But what he would do is, I'm convinced he would do it on purpose. He says, I just forgot to turn it on. But I think he would turn it off just to test me Mm. because I would go out there and I would make my pass and it wouldn't shift. And I would still have to go shift and finish my pass. He'd be like, I'm like, babe, the bike ain't shift. He's like, so you know how to shift. Shift the bike and keep going. Your foot works. Your foot works just fine. And what um, he thought he was teaching me something new was the uh, power shifting, you know, where you hold the throttle mm-hmm. and engage the, you know, put your foot on the clutch and then you just whip the throttle and it kicks it right in the gear. Yep. And I didn't even got to use the clutch. I said, babe, those crazy yeah. people I rode with taught me that on the highway. I do that one. <laughs> I can do that. You mean I can do that safely down here, too? Oh, that's so crazy. That. Um, so that was the last step before I got my air shifter. Um now it's a little bit longer. I think I'm at 63 inches long now. Okay. Um, so with the swing arm, so that way I've been going, you know, increasingly getting a little faster and a little bit more aggressive off the line with the bike. So that, it, again, that increases the opportunity for the bike to wheelie. So he makes it a little bit longer only when, like, when I increase, like, 
my bike willy and stuff, then I'll make it longer. There's no need to have a really long bike if it's not willy. That makes so, sense to me. That makes so. sense. What class are you racing in? Um, currently, um, it's just the bracket. Um, okay. for the regular track when we go to Atco on their regular Sundays, it's a motorcycle ET. It stands for elapsed time. Uh, bracket mm-hmm. racing. Um, bracket racing gives you the opportunity for I can race against Lawrence, who's been racing for twenty some odd years and has all the bells and whistles on his bike, and still have you know an opportunity to to win. Bracket racing is you have to you have to guess how fast you're gonna go. So if I think I'm gonna go a nine fifty today, and he thinks he's gonna go a nine twenty today, I have a point three second lead. So the trio come down, and I'll leave point three seconds ahead of him. And according to the computer, we should get to the finish line at the same time. The winner is okay. determined by, you know, who has the better package, who gets there first. Um, doesn't necessarily matter in all of the races. It's not a first to the finish line type of type of race. Uh, we have on our tickets, it's broken down into a reaction time, uh, which is from the time that, you know, you got the first two bulbs. You put your first bulb on that mm-hmm. says, hey, I'm ready. The second bulb says, hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> right, right. And then there's the three three additional yellow bulbs, which counts down before the green light pops. So from the time that the green light turns on to the time that you move out of the beam is your reaction time. Um, and then they, then they have incremental cones going down the track. Um, the 60-foot cone, uh, how fast it took you to get to the 60-foot, the 330, um, the eighth mile, um, not only gives you the elapsed time, but it also gives you the speed at the eighth mile. And then they have your quarter mile uh, elapsed time as well as the speed that you got to your quarter mile. Now, wait a minute. You know, uh, Black Moses has had a few passes. Did you know that? I did not. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so Black Moses is very complicated, very complicated man and rider. Um, yeah, uh, several layers, several layers to your boy. But a few years ago, I took Ricky's Ricky uh, Ricky Gatson's big brother Ricky Gatson's uh, drag race school at Atco, and uh, he'll tell you I had the best sixty footer of the class. Oh. Best sixty footer. That's right. I, that, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not accepting any challenges right now. I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm just saying it for that weekend, that day yep. in that class, I had the best 60 footer. And uh, yeah, so you know, your boy, your boy knows a little something about the quarter mile, the eighth, the 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm hip. Yes. I'm hip to the game. But that's the thing where, you know, being a motorcyclist, being an enthusiast, being a member of our global bike community is that we've had the, we I've had the opportunity to get into so many different disciplines and learn a little bit about a little bit and meet so many people. And that's what, that's what I find just phenomenal, phenomenal about our culture and the subcultures within. And when you talk about passion and it's, you know, you mentioned how you started off when you were 600, you moved up to the Busa and you were, you started on that ride to Wildwood where you were not necessarily going, you were concerned about your speed and being fast and, and keeping up with to now being an athlete and competing in a sport, the sport of motorcycle drag racing, even pushing it further. You have an event coming up that you are participating in that benefits uh, cancer research, breast cancer research, if I'm not mistaken. And that's paint the quarter Pink, correct? 
That is correct. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because I think it's a noble cause. I think it's great. And I think that, you know, more people that are involved in the community, if they can do things and organize themselves to benefit, you know, causes and, and have a greater impact, a positive impact on the world as we know it, I'm all for it. So let's talk about Paint the Quarter Pink. Um, Paint the Quarter Pink is a um, one of the races that's held at the WPGC Bike Fest at the Maryland International Raceway. Um, this year is going to be the weekend of July the 26th through the 28th. Um, and then on Saturday, we'll have our qualifying passes and Sunday we'll have our finals. But what it is, is um, there's a group of women. We get together and uh, we raise money for the organization, which is called Bikers Against Breast Cancer. Uh, we don't compete for a purse. Um, our competition is raising the funds for the charity. Um, so whoever raises, um, you know, the most money. For the charity is, you know, who we consider the winner. Aside from, you know, the drag racing portion is what we love to do. So we're going to go out and we're going to do that anyway. Um, the winner has in the past has gotten, um, uh, I think, a tent and some T-shirts and stuff um, for the actual drag race itself. But we really, really focus on the charity that um, we're raising the money for. Um, Bikers Against Breast Cancer um, was began in uh, 2006. Uh, by Shalia Green Barnhill. Um, what brought my attention to the organization is um, Wait, I actually, say her name again. Give her her props. What's her name again? Shalia Green Barnhill. Okay, she. That sounds like she has four names. She must be very important. Um, Shalia Green Barnhill. Yep. Okay. All right. Two thousand and what? Two thousand six is when. Two thousand six. Um, okay. He was incorporated. She has a, uh, she used to have, I don't know if she still does it, but they used to have a, a charity ride, which I had the pleasure of actually participating in, in 2007, uh, which is okay. what brought my attention to the organization. So after, you know, going to this race one year and seeing that they had, uh, you know, that that was their charity, you know, I was really, really excited to want to participate in the organization. Um, this will be my first year competing and being able to raise funds. Last year I participated, but it was last minute. We just happened to be there and, you know, they asked me to participate. Um, the Bikers Against Breast Cancer Inc. Um, they started out as a company that just raised money for cancer research. Um, but she found that there was a need, um, for funding, um, for people who had like immediate needs, you know, some of their, primary financial needs that they aren't being able to meet because of, you know, the different bills and responsibilities that comes to caring for their cancer or the cancer of their loved ones. So what they do now is um, today they focus on education, awareness, and raising money for the temporary financial assistance of those that are directly or indirectly affected by cancer and not just breast cancer, but any cancer. Wow. Um, they have a program where they do mini grants of up to $300 um, you know, you apply, <clears throat> you know, let them know what your situation is and they make the determination on their grants. Um, and they're also working on another program where they can specifically help people to, um, you know, ensure that they're eating properly and give them, you know, up to a hundred dollar grants for food and things, uh, you know, to provide the nourishment for themselves. So I think this is a very, very worthy cause that, um, we are participating in. Um, not only is it, I'm from New Jersey. 
she's from North Jersey. I'm from South Jersey, but just Jersey in itself, just to know that this organization began there and they had such a worthy cause makes me very proud to be able to participate. You know, again, I, I said just a few moments ago that no, that it's noble. You know, it's a noble cause, and nobility is great. It's a great thing because it does it does universal good. And you know, like I said, you know, you're using your passion to get involved with something that benefits, you know, people who are suffering from you know a horrible, horrible disease. So you know, um. Hats off to you. I am, you know, just for being one participating and, and being an agent of it and, 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 and being someone who's out there promoting this event. And what are the dates for this year's event? Uh, this year's event is going to be from July 26th to the 28th. It's that whole weekend. Friday we practice. Saturday is uh, qualifying and Sunday is the elimination. And it's part of the was Is it the W? WPGC. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's Jason Miller's deal, the uh, XDA, right? Absolutely. The Extreme Drag Bike Association hosts this event um, down at the Maryland International Raceway every year. Um, the July event. Shout out is, to Jason Miller and the Miller Brothers. What's good? Holla. Um, yes, he has a very wonderful uh, drag racing organization down there. And this the bike fest that they have in July is always huge. There's always tons of riders who come up Wait, just to pause, hang out. Pause, 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 pause. I've paused. Not to cut you off. I've heard tremendous things about this bike fest. I've heard tremendous, wonderful things. And I think, I think I'm going to have to come down. Black Moses is going to have to take a little ride down to check this out because I hear, I hear it's one of the top three bike fests on the East Coast. That's what I hear. I totally would agree with that. You, it's, first of all, the ride down is amazing. No matter which way you go, whether you take 301, 95, or whichever way you go, the ride down is awesome. It's about two hours or so from here. Okay. It's a okay. really, really awesome ride. Um, they have this event brings well over 700 racers participating, competing against each other. Um, they have uh, cash prizes for the racers. You know, the purses is. Combined, it's like $40,000 for all of the categories that mm. they have. They have a live band. They have a bikini contest, freestyle motocross show. Team Money Cycles has the sound competition, the baggers versus the slingshots, uh, the bike show. They have a beer garden and the vendor midway with the motorcycle parts, accessories, and apparel. So it's like an all-out motorcycle lifestyle festival it, event. Definitely a lifestyle event. That love you it. have yet to I really know and enjoy. And then for those of us who, you know, some of us don't like being out there melting in that sun. So after dark, <laughs> they have, you know, if you like the grudge scene, they have the HCP has the after dark underground grudge. Um, they have something new this year called Running of the Bulls. They have actual grudge classes. Wow. And it's just a regular, you know, grudge call outs amongst the motorcycles. Yeah, the w- yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the WPGC, um, Radio show hosts uh, DJ Flex and Tony Reds are actually uh, hosting the events there on Saturday and Sunday. That's crazy. You know what? You know, so 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 should should Black Moses make a trip down? Is that what is that what you're suggesting? Listen, listen, Black man. There, I got water. I got hot dogs. I got food. I got shade. Come on down. You know, I'm for real, real rap. I'm gonna have to check. I'm going to check the schedule, and I don't know if I can come down. You know, I'm involved with so many things. I don't know if I can come down for the whole weekend, but if I can roll down, 
the checker, because you know I got family now, I got people there. Black Moses got people everywhere, you know. You my peeps and you gonna be there. So uh I, I think I might be able to roll down for a couple hours, check out some of the check out some of the racing, check out some of the events, the vendors and the competition. So I'm gonna tentatively put that on the schedule. Uh, as we as we as we continue to discuss it, and uh, I'm going to see what I can make do what it do. But but I don't want to take up too much of your time, too much of your time, Lakasha. But I want to know you've listened to the show before, right? I have. Okay. So you know that every episode has the Super Poll section, okay? Now you're familiar with the Super Poll question uh, questions, correct? From time to time. I'll break it down to you. This is our rules. I ask you three questions and it's rapid response. The first thing that comes into your mind, those are your answers. Those are your truths. And, you know, that's how you, you know, that's, that's the, the, that's the dialogue. Okay. It's a call and response type thing. Are you ready for the super poll section? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Cause if you, even if you said no, it was going down. Here we go. Uh, question number one. <laughs> question number one. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Okay. Okay. Any particular reason? Um, he was cuter. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you know, I I have to be honest. That is the first time that that answer has uh, was given where there was no mention of lyrical content, musical ability. There was no discussion, you know, of, you know, that was the, this is the first time that, you know, it, he was, he's cuter. So we went straight with the visual aesthetics of a man's face over his musical ability. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. Moving on, moving on. We did start by establishing that I was unique, right? Sex, born on Halloween. I can dig it. Moving on. <laughs> Okay. Air shifting or manual shifting? Air shifting. Okay. Well, tell me why. Air shifting, it just, it gives you that, that, that prompt response. Uh, manual shifting, you can get it and you know, you'll, after practice, you can hit your shift point every time. But with that button, you know, you're not going to miss nothing. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and it does make that noise. <laughs> okay. See, I told you, I've been there. I made a couple passes myself. I know what that sounds like. All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Final question in the Super Bowl section. If you could take a ride with anyone alive, no longer with us, biblical, mythological, fictional, historical, whatever, who would you take that ride with? Where would you ride? Most importantly, what would you be riding? I would definitely be on my busa. Um, I would like to ride with Tyson Beckford. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I'll I'll say oh, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. That was very rude of me. I'm I apologize profusely. Profusely, I apologize. Um. Yeah. Continue, please. Is there a re reason why? And where where would you guys ride? Let's let's get to that. Where would you ride? I would like to ride um, anywhere. I don't care if we went around the block, but I want to be able to say I rode with Tyson Beckford. I know I've I've seen you know and and heard that he's you know an avid motorcyclist. 
Um, my one of my best friends is absolutely in love with Tyson Beckford, and I'm in love with motorcycles. So it'll give her the opportunity to see Tyson Beckford, and it'll give me the opportunity to ride my motorcycle. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> okay, you okay? So okay, so you know, oh man, you know who like Tyson and I are close personal friends, right? No, I didn't know that. You don't look at my Instagram. I do. I've seen, you know, you guys together, but like. That's my bro. That's my big bro. I just talked to him yesterday. That's my man's in them. Like real rap. That's my guy. And if you think that I'm not going to tell him, (laughs) (laughs) you got another thing coming. Because you know he listens. He listens. Like big brother Ty, you got a fan right here, yo. You got a fan. I don't know if we can make that ride happen, but rest assured that Tyson <laughs> will know your name. Tyson will know that. <laughs> you know, it's funny because as soon as you said it, I was just like, she, I was like, I thought you were kind of like baiting it because you know that that's my bro. But no. okay, no, I thought you were just like being funny. No, not at all. I was totally serious. You need to check my gram, man. Listen, like for six years straight, my best friend for Christmas got a Tyson Beckford calendar. Oh, God. (laughs) Absolutely. I didn't have to guess what to get her. That's what she got every year. Wow. Okay. Absolutely love them. Do I know this best friend of yours? Probably not. Okay. All right. So she will remain nameless. She will remain nameless to protect her innocence. (laughs) <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So I'm going to uh, <laughs> as soon as we're done, I'm texting him. I'm texting him. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is great. Look, that, but you know what? Real rap. That's the beautiful thing about motorcycles is that, you know, and, and the answer, you know, you said you heard that he's an avid motorcyclist. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I could tell you stories of, of Tyson and I. Uh, riding through the Lincoln Tunnel, uh, <laughs> riding through Manhattan at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Um, but that's, oh, that's not about me. It's not about me and it's not about Tyson. This is about you and your drag racing and, and, and paint the quarter pink and being noble and breast cancer awareness and research and, 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 you know, helping others through motorcycle drag racing. So that's what this is about. But it's funny as hell. <laughs> It's funny as hell that you didn't know that that's big bro to me. <laughs> you know what? Let me go real quick, real quick. Tyson gave me some of the best advice in my life, and it changed changed my perspective on everything. Okay, he told me we were in the car once, and I was polishing it. You know, you some you know old school like an old mm-hmm. pimp. I was polishing it with one hand. You know what I mean? Tyson, <laughs> Tyson looked at me and said, "Bro, keep both hands on the wheel." Uh, and, uh, and then he said, and drink water. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my life. Changed my life. So now I keep both hands on the wheel and I drink a lot of water. Uh-huh. Brothers, that never steered me wrong. But anyway, do you, where can the people, uh, listening, where can they follow you, support you, check you out, you know, give your social media accounts. How can they get down with the get down and show you love? Um, I'm on Facebook. I am uh, Lakasha Curry. Uh, it's L-A-K-O-S-H-A-C-U-R-R-I-E. Um, okay. 
Instagram, I am unique1031. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes. You are. <laughs> and if anyone would really love to uh, participate and donate to my Paint Decorder Pink, my uh, website link is www.firstgiving.com slash fundraising slash Lakasha, L-A-K-O-S-H-A dash Curry, C-U-R-R-I-E forward slash paint the quarter pink. I love it. I love it. T-Q-P. Yep. Or you can look me up on First Given and you'll find me there. Okay. Now listen, besides your husband, got to give him props since you didn't drop your... You would take rides with other people. Okay. Other than, your, other than your husband um, and Tyson, of course, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to or say thanks to? Uh, definitely. Just um, the whole C-Team Racing, which is the Curry family. Um, Mom Curry, Agnes, Levon, senior and junior. Um, my mother, Jackie. My dad, who still rides with Mission Impossible, Terry. That's what's up. And the entire Team Philly who has supported me and my desire to run in this paint the quarter pink, uh, they made sure that they, you know, they came right on all of the local drag racers to sponsor me, um, to make sure that I reached my fundraising goal as well as made sure that I'm able to, you know, go enter the race and just do, do, do a great job. They said, just go have fun and enjoy, you know, they want you to go out and win, you know, that's, that's, that's good. You know, that's what we all want, but they want more so for everyone to go out and have fun. So Team Philly, thank you so much for all of, you know, your support and your love and helping me reach my thousand dollar donation goal. But the donations don't have to stop there. Love it. Good deal. Good deal. Hey, I um I want to I want to say thank you to you for, uh, you know, spending some time and and, and preaching the good word. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm a supporter of you. I'm a fan of you. And uh, I'm wishing you nothing but the best. And uh, I'm going to do my best to get down there to check you out. And, you know, you know, real FaceTime Black Moses is going to try to be on the sidelines rooting for you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alan. Listen, I appreciate you. I will see you when I see you, if not sooner. You dig? Definitely. I holler. Take care. All right. Later. That's our show for this week. Thank you for tuning in and checking out Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at LITFL Official, and on Facebook, you can find us at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. As always, I truly, truly appreciate it. If you would please hit that like, hit that share and subscribe button. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. 
Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 